In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host Aaron Murray. And Aaron, it's my favorite week of the year. Happy Thanksgiving, my man. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners after a complete dud of college football games last weekend. We're gearing up for an awesome week starting on Thursday, taking us all the way through Sunday. I'll even count NFL games this weekend. It is going to be about football, about family, about feasting, all the good stuff. And make sure that when you're at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. I am at Drew Butler 13. And if you want com and check out our new collaboration with Imperial Hats. we got a bunch of really good stuff, and uh, you will look very, very good while you're out shopping on Black Friday or anything like that. I'm sure Imperial will have some great sales on imperialsports.com. Check out the Punt and Pass collaboration page. All right, SEC Championship next week. If you're listening now and you're in the Atlanta area, we will certainly be live a couple of opportunities for you to come see punt and pass live we will let you know of those early next week so check back and make sure you keep it locked in on social media and aaron we've been giving everybody the ray guy award and the davy o'brien award players of the week throughout the entire season today we will give you the finalists the three players who are up for both awards heading into the final week of the regular season, and I am just so happy. It's here. It's rivalry week. I got a bunch of food to eat. I got a bunch of wine to drink. I got a bunch of desserts to crush. This is my week, baby. I own this. Drew, week. Drew go, Joe, go get that dad bod cranking. No, you know, you, you are a new dad. <laughs> go get you some extra pie. Get you a little extra stuffing. Oh, yeah. And just get the dad bod going and... And make sure you get the pun the uh, pun pass gear to help those looks out, so people are distracted by. There's no doubt about that. I've got absolutely fantastic love handles that take care of everything. So I will definitely, definitely get those cranking throughout the week. All right. Well, I'm just happy that rivalry week is here, Aaron. Rivalry week is a hard word for me to say, but I will make sure that I give it my best effort throughout this entire episode you want to give everybody what they want to hear off the top i think we should you know all of the national college football award finalists were named earlier this week and i want to give you i'll start 
with the Ray Guy Award finalists. We would tell you Ray's eight every single week, and then we would tell you who the punter of the week was every single week throughout the season. So through a lot of voting, they took it down from 10 semifinalists to three finalists. I, of course, had a vote, and I got to vote for three guys. And here are the finalists, Aaron. The finalists for the 2018 Ray Guy Award are Braden Mann from Texas A&M. He had a fantastic season. We would always talk about him bombing super long punts for the Aggies, so he's going to be one of the finalists. James Smith from Cincinnati, an Australian. We talked about him last week. He was the punter of the week for week 11 and Mitch Wishnowski. Mitch was the Ray Guy award winner in 2016. Another Australian. That is a trend of late, but Mitch is a fantastic punter and he earned the right to be a finalist again in 2018. So those are the three Ray Guy award finalists. One of them will get the trophy. I believe the ceremony is like December 4th or 5th at the College Football Hall of Fame. It's on ESPN, so everybody make sure to check it out. I mean, I'm going to throw it to you for the Davey O'Brien Award finalist, Aaron, but I feel like... I think like, everyone knows. I, I think feel everyone like you could guess. Yeah, I mean, there might be one that maybe snuck in there, but the top two, obviously, tell me who they are. I, yeah, well, it's obviously... It, it's Tua, and there's Kyler Murray in there from Oklahoma, and the third one's Gardner Minshew, and, and people may want Haskins or... Greer. You know, my, one of my favorites, Ian Book, but Gardner Minshew, the stash found its way in. No the doubt. stash is going to find its way into possibly New York for the Heisman Trophy winner, not winner, but the opportunity to be just in New York and be considered for that, that great trophy and that great award. So those are the top three, but I mean, he has been balling out. Obviously, I think last week definitely helped out seven touchdowns and that is a hell of a class with three quarterbacks. I mean, that's really a lot is. of. That's a lot of touchdowns right there and a lot of good facial hair. Actually, uh, yes. No, nah, two and Kyler, not so much. More Gardner, but that, that stash is enough for all three of them. Yeah, there's no question about that. Just really fantastic quarterback play all season long. One very deserving champion, I guess you could call him, award winner will hoist the Davy O'Brien Award trophy at the College Football Award Show, I believe, presented by Home Depot, probably still at the College Football Hall of Fame. So everybody tune into that. I know Aaron has a vote for the Davey O'Brien Award. I have a vote for the Ray Guy Award and the Lou Groza Award. So we will certainly be getting tuned in and watch who wins both awards. All right, the fourth, I believe, or fifth rendition, I think it's the fourth, of the college football playoff rankings came out on Tuesday, Aaron, and the top eight teams remain the same. There has been no changes and it's extremely boring i don't like that i need change if you're living under a rock number one's alabama number two is clemson number three is notre dame number four michigan that's it that's it right now and it's not changing georgia's at number five oklahoma's at number six and lsu is at number seven keep this in mind washington state who is 10 and one and if they win this weekend they'll have a chance to win the pac-12 they're ranked behind a two-loss LSU team. And the big news of this week's ranking, Aaron, Central Florida, the UCF Golden Knights, jumped Ohio State. So UCF is now number nine, and Ohio State is ranked number 10. That's how they made their headlines this week. Does UCF really have a chance to make it to the college no, football playoff no, top four? No, 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 and more no. <laughs> I, I love the fact I love the fact that they're above Ohio State though. I just that makes me so happy 
because Ohio State has played like dog poop this entire season, just have looked awful, and you and you're undefeated, and Ohio State's at one loss, and you're ranked ahead of them. That that is something to celebrate right there because that that's Ohio State we're talking about here. That's a, that's a championship caliber football team, a great coach in Urban Meyer, and you are ranked ahead of them. So you're not going to make it in the playoffs, but be happy that you're ranked inside the top 10. Just, just be happy. And if you want to sell another parade at the end, if you're 13 and zero, then throw another parade. You're not the national champion, but whatever. I don't care. I'll give it to you. You're playing great football. You're winning football games. And uh, I just hope whoever plays them in the bowl game, because if they went out, they'll be in the new year six. And it looks like they're going to win out. I hope it's someone good. And if they once again, beat an sec team, say they get matched up against Georgia or if yes. they get matched up against LSU and they take down LSU or Georgia, and that's back-to-back years of beating SEC teams. Watch out. Then I then I say open it up next year. I say give a, a group of five team an opportunity to go in there and possibly get into it. So I think back-to-back years, the third year then is the charm for a group of five team, or at least UCF. If they win again all next season, then they, they should <laughs> have an opportunity to get in. Give me three. They. You got if you're a group of five teams, it's a minimum three years of being a minimum three year waiting list. Playoffs. It's awesome. Hey, listen, if if Washington State loses to Washington or even yes. loses the Pac twelve and Michigan say LSU loses, loses to A and M, which could definitely Michigan happen this weekend. Day, I mean Northwestern, say that. Okay, let's simmer down. Um Texas those beats two teams, Oklahoma. I mean, you could literally see them creep inside like number seven or six. I mean, I think it's a possibility, but that's the I mean, crazy, right there. Crazier things have happened this season right now with games where if a few teams lose this week or losing the conference championship and they're undefeated, I see why not put them up there at five or six. All right. That's the route. Cause I'm looking at the rankings right now. Okay. And this is all just hypothetical. All right, Mr. Yes. Michigan, just let me get this out and then you can just dump on it right Let's after go Wolverine. Northwestern beats Michigan, right? So Big Ten what champ. You, where, where you, what, Hold can on. Can you think realistic at least? Listen to I mean, me. This, this is UCF's track to get into the top four. Northwestern yes. beats Michigan. Big Ten champ out. Alabama beats Georgia. Georgia out. Texas beats Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma in the Big 12 out. And then Washington upsets Washington State this weekend. Hello, UCF in the top four. That's and then, a big then USC ask. somehow beats Notre Dame. Yeah, somehow. No, well, no, somehow. that would be the four. That would be your top three. It would be Alabama, Clemson. My question is: Is right now the fact that say all that happens? Say Notre Dame. I think the biggest one. If Notre Dame loses, Notre Dame's out. Michigan loses, they're out. Oklahoma, and then right now the way LSU just stayed at number seven. No. And no do you think way. UCF would jump Absolutely. LSU? Absolutely. I do too. I, I I do too. I'm with you on that one. I think if your crazy scenario somehow plays out, and I think it's more realistic if if Ohio State beats Michigan, because then I could see Ohio State losing to Northwestern. Yes. Just the way they played football this year. So I think that's more of a possibility two weeks for that conference championship. I would take an undefeated UCF over a nine and two LSU or a ten and two LSU. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. So that's UCF's yes. route. I mean, that's the only way that they'll be able to get into the top four college football. How about playoff. that? How about if that happens though? Listen, I I will I will if UCF's in, I will be cheering my little heart out for UCF. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. lie. I will. It's it's the ultimate underdog because they will be. Shoot, if all that happens, they may be number 
three. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I mean, maybe they don't have to play Alabama until possibly the national championship. That'd be fantastic. I don't know. Crazy, crazier things have happened in college fantastic. football. would be fantastic. And just think about it. If that does happen, that would leave four undefeated college football playoff teams, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, UCF. If that does happen, it's a big ask, but we can dream, and that's what we do. Right yeah. here on the Punt and Pass podcast. All right, let's but, break. But, but, listen, listen, listen. Let's let's go back to this real quick. Okay. This is why I don't think it will ever go to eight teams. Because I mean, because be, these conversations, this fun talk, this discussion over and over for the past, I don't know, five six weeks. That's the whole point. It would it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. You keep saying, and I'm and I'm full. I'm fully committed to what you're saying too. About these are the playing games. These next two weeks are the playoffs. Yeah. You know, these are the, and like I said, it just wouldn't be as fun. It wouldn't mean as much. It would be, it would have been decided weeks ago, pretty much that the majority of the teams are most likely going to get in. It means more to be in the final four. And, and that's why I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I don't think it's going to go to eight. No, it shouldn't go to eight. And, you know, I, I hear people saying the five major conference, um, and then two group of five and like two, you know, whatever, however the math works out, that's completely wrong. Sorry. It's late, but no, don't give me eight teams. Keep it at four. Let me and you argue as much as we possibly can. Let these last few weeks of the season mean yes. something. And I'll I'll argue with Danny Cannell about it. I'll tell him that UCF would get blown out by Alabama or Clemson. There's no doubt about it, but do not dilute the product by taking games. It's working right now. To work, and it's funny because we always say it's going to be hectic in the end. There's no doubt. All right, let's talk about the rivalry games. Clean old fashioned hate. All right, good old clean old fashioned hate. Georgia Tech at number five, Georgia. Georgia is a 17 point favorite. Aaron, the over under is 59 and a half points. And the storyline obviously is the triple option against Georgia's defense. Georgia stomped Georgia Tech last year, 38 to 7 in Atlanta. But Georgia Tech has won the last two games. Get this off the jump. Is there any way that Georgia overlooks Georgia Tech thinking about the SEC championship this week? Because I would say no. If they lose this game, the SEC championship's a moot point. Yeah, because they have bigger, bigger goals. They have to win this and then win win against Alabama next week to make the playoffs. I mean, winning the SC championship, we all know it's want to make the playoffs and there's no chance you make it. Eh, there's still a chance if all that crazy stuff happens, if you beat Alabama, there's a chance an 11 and two sec team could get in, but it's just not a good look to, to lose the Georgia tech and ACC team. We keep talking about how weak the ACC is this year. I, I don't see it happen. I don't see Georgia tech at all. stopping Georgia's offense. They they've really hit a rhythm Ever since that LSU game, I mean, they have been locked and loaded. Offensive line, running backs, receivers, tight ends, whatever quarterback you want to put in there, they're making it happen. So the only way I could see this possibly being close is, and I'm looking at it right now, is is, is weather. You know, if, if it turns into a crazy run game yeah, and the, and the weather is not great and Georgia's forced to run the football, which I still think they dominate the line of scrimmage, but the triple option, it, it's a pain in the butt. Guys get slippery, and if, if if Georgia Tech can own the line of scrimmage or just own the time of possession, I think that's the only way they give themselves a chance. It's kind of like last week, Alabama and Citadel. I mean, that first half, Citadel owned the clock, first drive, seven minutes. They had two more five-minute drives in the half, and that's what gave them a shot in the first half, and that's why it was 10-10. If Georgia Tech wins the time of possession, 
that gets it close. And then you never know what could happen from there. But overall, Georgia, like I said, better football team. They should take care of business offensive. And we saw last year what Kirby did to stop Georgia tech. And I know this isn't the same defense Georgia, Georgia had last year, but he has the scheme. He knows what to do, and I think they go out there and uh, and stomp Georgia Tech. They should. They should definitely stomp Georgia Tech. And apologies if my audio has gone downhill a little bit. I'm having some technical difficulties here in Johns Creek. I did just order a new microphone, so we'll be ready to roll next week for the SEC championship game. Aaron, you mentioned the weather. I just looked it up. It's supposed to be 80% chance of rain, not too warm, mid-50s. I think that plays into Georgia's favor. Obviously, Tech's going to be running the ball a bunch, but Kirby struggled with the option his first year at Georgia. He struggled against Georgia Southern when he was the defensive coordinator at Alabama. Last year, things clicked. Obviously, they were very, very skilled and experienced on the second level of the defense with Roquan Smith, Lorenzo Carter, Davin Bellamy. There's been a lot of turnover this year, but I think that's been one of the most improved units on Georgia's defense, the linebackers. So I would think if anything were to happen in this game, the only chance Tech would have to beat Georgia is to outscore them, Aaron. And that's, well, I mean, that's a stupid thing for me to say. Outscore is how you win. But get into an Drew, offensive that's battle. that's mind-blowing yeah, stuff thank right you. there. Get into an offensive battle. That's just not going to happen. Georgia, their explosive plays on offense have been consistent. They've been dominant in that aspect of the game. So I would think no matter what happens, Georgia's going to get 45, possibly even 50 points against Georgia Tech this weekend. I just don't see Tech being able to go up and down the field. I will lay the 17 here. I think Georgia wins handily, and they get ready immediately for the SEC championship game against Alabama. Aaron, that's a pretty heavy line for a rivalry game, but... Georgia Tech, I know they've won, what, six of their last seven? They're just not that good. The ACC sucks, man. The so ACC is just not a good— So what are you doing? Are you going uh, to take the 17? Give me the—I'm give me. The, uh, I'm laying the points. Georgia's going to win by 20. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay, so Georgia takes care of business. We're getting rivalry week started off on the right foot. Give me your quick pick here. I know you're busy on Thursday calling a game, but— a lot of people in the Southeast, a lot of our listeners will be tuned into the Egg Bowl, number 22, Mississippi State at Ole Miss. Miss State is an 11-point favorite here. The over-under is 59. Thanksgiving night, 7.30 p.m. I promise you, if you're a Falcons fan, you'll want to be watching this game instead of the carnage that will be going down in the Superdome. I'll just give you my quick pick. Ole Miss has been extremely inconsistent. They've got zero defense. I think Nick Fitzgerald... Has a great game. He wins the Egg Bowl on his way out of Mississippi State and Stark Vegas. Lay the 11 here. Miss State wins big. I want to say like 35 to 17. Yeah, I think that you look at Ole Miss. They've lost their last four, and they have five wins. And we always talk about that magical number six to make a bowl game. Well, they're, they can't make a bowl game. They, they, we all know the suspension that that program has right now. So it's not like they're fighting. I could see... If this program's five and six, like, man, we need to win this game to get yeah. to a bowl. There, there, there's not really that motivation right now for them to get that six win to finish the year off. So I like Mississippi State. You just look at Ole Miss's defense, man. They've just been giving up points and points and points and points and points. And and I think this is a game that Nick Fitzgerald goes out there and 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 runs for a buck thirty and throws for a buck fifty and scores three or four touchdowns combined through the air and through the ground. I think this is a good game for him. And that defense has done a great job 
um, this whole year. I mean, they, 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 they stopped Alabama. They held yeah. Alabama to only 24 points. It's pretty darn good. You look at their last few games, Arkansas, six points, Alabama, 24 points. And that's still, like I said, pretty good. Uh, the game before that three points, a and they held them to 13 points yeah, they get a stout D. and then LSU, they had 19 points. So, I mean, the defense is playing really well. It's been the offense, which has been the hindrance. And then, like I said, they're going against one of the worst defenses in the sec. So I think they'll be able to manage that and run the ball effectively. So I like Mississippi state and I'll take the points. as well. All right. We're on the same side here. Lay it. The bulldogs beat up on the rebels and uh, Mississippi state takes care of business in the egg ball. All right. This one's not a rivalry game, but with the new alignment in the big 12, it could, it could turn out that way years to come Oklahoma at West Virginia. This is Friday night. Oklahoma's ranked number six. West Virginia is ranked number 12, Aaron, I believe still. Ooh, number 13 tonight on the college football playoff ranking show. Oklahoma is a one and a half point favorite, Aaron. All right. And listen closely because I'm going to give you an opportunity to make good on your mistake from last week. This is your opportunity. For the over, of I was the week. thinking okay. something. I don't know what the, the over hell I was under last week. is. Eighty four in this game. Eighty four is the over under. This game is Friday night at eight p.m. This should have had Big Twelve championship game implications, but West Virginia lost to Oklahoma State last week. Tell me, are you going over eighty four points, Oklahoma at West Virginia? Hell yeah, take the over, baby. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Just making sure we're talking about the same game here. Yes, Oklahoma, the Sooners. Yes, versus, versus West Virginia. The Mountaineers Thank give you. me the over. You look last week when when West Virginia played Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State just the quarterback had like over 100 yards rushing, and that's not Kyler Murray we're talking about back there for the quarterback for Oklahoma State. I think Kyler Murray has a game, and it's going to cause more people to say, "Oh, he deserves the Heisman." Look what he did to West Virginia and just you know ran right through him. Um, and then I think Will Greer is going to muster up another big game too. So I mean, both those guys. I mean, these are two of the best quarterbacks in the country, two of the worst defenses in the country, definitely Oklahoma. Yeah. So I think this game is going to be heavy, 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 heavy. So give me the over. I'm torn though. I'm torn because Oklahoma's defense is, is pretty pitiful and West Virginia's is not great, but they are better. Um, Oklahoma just can't like, they literally, they literally can't stop anyone. I, they literally can't, but you, like I said, I mean, West Virginia, I don't think can stop Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is going to have a complete field day with them. I think the game means more to Oklahoma and their chances to get to the playoffs. So I think those guys are going to be pretty juiced. How do you look at Oklahoma score? 55, 48, 51, 51. You're like, give me Oklahoma, damn it. I'm yeah. taking Oklahoma. Give me the points. Let's go Sooners. Yeah, I think. Sorry, so. Will Greer. You know what? I'm going to go and I just, I have to go against you here. So this is just a gut pick. I like the one and a half points. This could end up 47 46 or 51 50. Doesn't matter who Someone wins. Someone goes for it for two points. and Yeah, doesn't matter yeah. who wins. I'm taking West Virginia. I'll li- I, Give me the home dog here. Give me one and a half points. I go with West Virginia, and I just think this one comes down, again, like you said, to a two point conversion play. It'll be a great game to watch on Friday night. You just mentioned Kyler Murray, though, and there's been a lot of Heisman talk coming out. It's it's time. It's time to figure out who's going to win the Heisman. I'm going to give you some statistics here, Aaron. Tua Tungavailoa's got 31 passing touchdowns, only two interceptions. Kyler Murray's got 34 passing touchdowns, six interceptions. 
Gardner Minshew, 36 passing touchdowns, seven interceptions. Where they are separated, Kyler Murray has ran for 739 yards and 10 touchdowns. Nobody's even close to that. Is there any way Murray jumps to a tongue of Iloa? No, 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 no. I mean, we talk about, I mean, that's the reason why is because Murray's playing complete games and, you know, both teams have crappy defenses and you have to score 50 points to win. I mean, Alabama doesn't have to score 50 points to win. Alabama just needs to score 20 points to win. And, 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 and obviously they're still scoring a ton of points, but they really are not really pushing it full speed ahead the entire game. And, And that's the reason why, I mean, Who's the better player? You got to give it to Tua right now. I would agree with you there. I mean, this and, isn't uh, the award for the best stats. It's the award for the best player in the country. Hey, you, hey, speak that truth, Murray. There you go. Damn Get right. a little like conviction that? behind you that. You like that? I love it. I love you it. Like and what that? else I love is having two games to watch at once. That's exactly what's going to be going on Friday night. The Apple Cup is going on, and this is for the winner of the Pac-12 North. Whoever wins this game faces Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. Number 16, Washington, is going to be at number 7, Washington State. Washington State is a three-point home favorite. The over-under is 51, and again, this one's on Friday night at 8.30 p.m. Now, Chris Peterson and the Huskies have a pretty decent defense, but Mike Leach and Gardner Minshew, I mean, my God, Aaron, they are just lighting people up. I don't see how Washington State lets this slip away. I know it's the Apple Cup. I know it's a big rivalry game. Give me Washington State here. Minshew puts up even better statistics to solidify his invitation to New York and the Heisman Trophy candidate. Yeah, this Washington, their offense this year has been non-existent. I know their defense is playing well, but we saw the energy when game day was at uh, at Washington State. Was it four or five weeks ago? I mean, those fans are electric right now they're pumped their team's in it there's a chance to make the playoffs i think they're going to come out there night game with a lot of energy and and you just can't go against the stash right now i think washington state's just too powerful on offense uh they're playing decent on defense too so i'm looking to it this game man, is there just weather issues all over the country right now because my little accu weather shows possible rain which could hurt washington state in that 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 pass attack but like I said, Washington, Washington's offense has been non-existent for the majority of the season. Miles Gaskin, their running back, is going to have to have a big day in order for them to, to have a chance. But uh, I'm sticking with Leach. I'm sticking with the stash. I got Washington State, and I got them with the points. Awesome. So Aaron Murray talks about AccuWeather and gives you a forecast for Friday night and then tells you to take the home team. I agree with you. I'm on the same side, Murray. We're both Washington State. Minus the three. We need a good week. I sucked last week. I had a horrible week of picks. It was not fun. I need a big week here. I'm starting doing Thanksgiving. I mean, 12 p.m. Lions, Bears. If you have any tip, tweet it at me, at Drew Butler. Let me know what's going on, at Punt and Pass. We're going to make Thanksgiving profitable and very fun. How about this one, the Sunshine Showdown? We'll just go quick picks here, Murray. Number 13, Florida at Florida State. Florida's only a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I know It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Murray's going to drop another I'm AccuWeather the weather man and the uh, football expert, damn if it. If Florida State loses, their 36-year bowl streak is snapped, and that is cause for trouble in Tallahassee. I just don't see how Dan Mullen doesn't at least get a W here. He is a better coach with a better team than Willie Taggart in Florida State. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Florida's D-line is going to mall Florida state's offensive line. I mean, they just literally, they can't get it done offensively. I, I like Florida just to get after Francois. It's just to shut acres down. 
I mean, you look at Florida State's offense, they're getting 86 yards a game on the ground. I mean, 86. You got one of the best running backs, Cam Akers, doing over 1,000 yards last year. One of the top recruits coming out of high school, 86 yards a game right now. I mean, they're just, the offensive line's not getting it done. Florida's stingy up front. They're playing great defensively. It's just, once again, it's up to Felipe Franks. Just don't turn the ball over. And I think Florida wins this game by 10 points. All right. So we're on the same side there again. It better be a good weekend for picks because you and I will have a great weekend. How about the Palmetto Bowl? South Carolina at number two, Clemson. Clemson's a 26 and a half point favorite. They are one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in all of college football right now. Statistics show, Aaron, that they have not given up a competitive touchdown in the second half all season long. Now, when I say that, they broke it down and said, like, if they were within 10 points or something like that. It sounds really good when you say it without having to explain it. But Clemson is on fire. South Carolina, I just don't see how their offense can put up enough points or how their defense can affect Trevor Lawrence and Etienne and the wide receivers that just are in the end zone at all times. So I will lay the big number here, 26 and a half. Clemson's going to beat them by as many points as they possibly can. Uh, I got, I got South Carolina here. Okay. I, I do. I think, I think South Carolina's defense has struggled this season. I mean, you look at it and they're just giving them a ton of points, but Jake Bentley kind of got his, his act together. I mean, beginning of the season and into the middle of the season, I was like, man, what, what happened to him? I mean, the expectations were sky high third season. You thought he'd be playing better. And, and he has, he, I think he's turned the quarter or a corner. He's playing better. He's more accurate. He's not turned the ball over nearly as much as he was early in the season. And he has great talent on the outside. So I think their offense, like I said, they've been rolling lately. You look at their last few games, 49, 35, 48, 27, 26. They're playing better offensively. So I like, obviously I like Clemson. I mean, they're going to win this football game, but that's a lot of points in a rivalry game. And this is still a good South Carolina team. Like I said, offensively, they've gotten better throughout the season. They definitely have improved. So I like South Carolina with the points. All right. He's taking South Carolina. Obviously he's expecting Clemson to win the game, but it's a lot of points and a very heated rivalry. We'll see if South Carolina can show up in the upstate at Clemson. Another one, another rivalry game with a lot of points being laid is the Iron Bowl. Auburn travels to Tuscaloosa to take on number one Alabama. AccuWeather tells me, Aaron, that it's going to be 64 and decent in T-Town on Uh, Saturday. The line is 24 points. And I'm telling you right now, I think Nick Saban and that Alabama coaching staff purposefully purposefully made sure that the team played like shit against the Citadel in the first half so they could come out and just dominate Auburn, beat them by as many points and just embarrass them. A little payback for what happened last year. Yeah, I think so too. At Uh, Alabama, I mean, I just go back to the Georgia game a couple weeks ago and how Georgia dominated and Georgia could have scored some more points. I know Auburn's very good inside the red zone, but Georgia opportunity won 27 to 10 and it probably could have been 35 or 38 to 10. I just don't see Auburn's offense being balanced enough to really throw Alabama off. Um, so I like Alabama. I like Alabama points. Like I said, if, if Georgia can win at home by 17, I think you can throw another seven points on there and Alabama can win by 24. So I love it. Give me the points with Alabama. Perfect. All right. He's going to Alabama. So am I. Iron Bowl should be a good one to keep your eye on. But the game of the weekend is mm. aptly named the game. Number four, Michigan is traveling to Columbus, Ohio to take on number 10, 
Ohio State. Michigan only a four-point favorite here on the road. Over-under is 57. And keep this in mind, Aaron. Urban Meyer has never lost to Jim Harbaugh. Ohio State always seems ready to play in the game. But this year, obviously, seems different. Ohio State dealing with a bunch of stuff off the field. Urban Meyer grabbing his head, keeling over, not feeling 100%. That's a fact, and Greg Schiano's defense. First of all, how dramatic is Urban Meyer, by the way? It's awful. I mean, just go back and watch the film and just be like, damn, I'm embarrassing to look at. Yeah. Like, you just look like an idiot, dude. Like, stop doing that. A lot of times, like, and I'm sure your coaches have told you this, when, when something wrong is going on on the field, they always say hands down, right? Keep your hands, your palms down. And don't when bend you put over. your palms don't up over. and you're saying, what's wrong? What's going on? If you put your palms up and you're listening right now, if you put your palms up to the sky, it looks like you're complaining. Keep your palms yes. down, okay? Let everybody know everything's okay. Everything's gonna be all right. You're the damn, guy, you're the head coach, man. You can't be showing that kind of emotion. One guy on that the can sideline. have his palms up though is Greg Schiano. Greg Schiano's defense is T rash. I mean, they have been getting thrashed all year long. They gave up 49 to Purdue. They gave up 51 to Maryland. And I'm telling you right now, I still cannot believe that the national media was upset and was mad at Tennessee for not wanting him to be their head coach last year. Tennessee got away with a steal, but enough about that defense, enough about Urban Meyer. Michigan's on a revenge tour right now, and they need this win, Aaron. The winner of this game wins the Big Ten East and gets to play Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship game. Tell me what's going to happen, please. I know you've been on the Michigan bandwagon oh, all season long. the choo-choo train yes, sir. with the big blue. I'm taking Michigan, man. I'm sticking with my boys. They've been balling out, and we say it every week, defense and the run game travels. And this defense is getting them 13 and a half points. They're running the ball great, over 219 yards a game right now. They're dominating. They are dominating. I know everyone wants to say, oh, Indiana last week. The defense still played really well, and the offense just couldn't get it done inside the red zone. They had over 500 yards of offense. It just sometimes the red zone struggles creep up on you. I like Michigan. I like their defense. Ohio State is just it. It's hard for me to jump on the Ohio State bandwagon or even have any faith in them when you turn on the TV and they're losing and they're losing to Purdue and and they're playing like trash versus Nebraska and they're playing trash. First Michigan state. I mean, even though it was 26 to six, that game was not a great game. No. And then they should have lost to Maryland. I mean, literally their last four games had been off awful. So for me to think, okay, they're going to suddenly turn the switch and they've been just cruising for four weeks. Cause they've been preparing for Michigan. No, it's just not a very good football team right now. They're not an elite top four football team playing simple. And Michigan is playing like an elite team defensively. They are offensively. They are. I think they go in there and win this football game. It's going to be close. It's a rivalry game. Ohio State's a tough place to play, but what is it? What's the spread, Drew? Four, this three, four. Yes, four. Ah, oh, man, give me Ohio State. It's a three-point game. All right, you want Ohio? You just ruined me. I cannot believe you just took Ohio State with the points, but you're saying Michigan's going to win. Michigan wins. It's a rivalry game. It's I on the road. If this is in Michigan. Michigan wins by 10, but absolutely. All right. So that's your picks. You got your picks locked in. We went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We got eight picks this week. And Aaron, after last week, you picked what about a, 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 what about LSU? LSU against uh, A&M. A&M. Talk about it. Let's talk. Well, let me give you let's my go. pick first. Let me give you my pick first you, in the game. All right. The game. This is the game. 
that starts the windfall of the college football playoff rankings. And I'm saying that because Ohio State's going to upset Michigan. I don't know how it's going to happen. Somehow they're going to find some sort of defense. Shea Patterson's going to have the Shea Patterson game that remind us of his days at Ole Miss. But I'm telling you this right now. It's in the horseshoe. We talked to Denard Robinson this week, Aaron, and he said that's one of the hardest, if not the hardest place to play in the Big Ten. Urban Meyer has never lost to Jim Harbaugh. Hell, nobody on Michigan has ever beaten Ohio State. Those things matter. That revenge tour, when they trot out on that field, they're going to be feeling pretty tight, and I don't think that they're going to be able to have the juice that they've had in weeks past. So I'm taking Ohio State here. Ohio State's going to win outright. Obviously, I like the points also, but this is the game, and it's at noon, right? This is the game that gets everybody talking, and that chalk that everybody's been so bored with in the college football playoff rankings the past four weeks, it starts to get erased off the chalkboard. Ohio State wins here, Aaron, and everything starts to crumble down. It's going to be a fantastic weekend. Let me just give you where we're at on our picks right now before we do our final pick. We'll make it nine, LSU, Texas A&M. Last week, you missed on Cincinnati. You had Notre Dame correct, Texas correct, Clemson correct. So you went three and three, which takes you to 32, 35, and two. Oh, and I, I went this. three and three. Also, I went, Matt, 40, 27, and two. Get that, 40, 27, and two. Your boy's doing well. Give me a little bit on this LSU-Texas A&M game, and let's get people back to their Thanksgiving meals. Yeah, go eat your turkey, people. Yes. I got I got A&M, baby. Let's A&M go. is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Give me, number seven LSU. Give me, give me the points. Give me A&M. A&M. LSU's offense, just not so bueno, not so bueno. Joe Burrow. I haven't bashed him in a while, so I'm not gonna bash him. <laughs> He's just back on I'm the not train. gonna bash him, but I'm just saying that their offense ain't gonna do much. That 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 environment's gonna be very similar to when we saw that Clemson game. It's What's gonna be rocking. It's gonna be this one. Uh I don't know what AccuWeather is AccuWeather in this one. AccuWeather is seventy and partly cloudy, just for you. Oh, so A and M's gonna roll. Really? A and M's a team that plays up to their competition. They do. They they play up. Most of the time, not all the time. All right, I'm well. lying on that one. They lost to Auburn. They lost to Mississippi State, for goodness sakes. But AM, I like them. They played well versus Clemson at home. Those two losses were on the road versus Auburn and on the road versus Mississippi State. Like I said, I just think their defense is playing well right now, and I don't love LSU's offense still. So that's 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 my decision. I like AM <laughs> with the points. I think they're going to win this game and get to eight wins. That's his decision, and he's sticking to it. I'm going to go opposite of you here. I'm going with LSU. They were ranked above Washington State in this week's college football playoff rankings. The committee is telling the nation that Drew, this two-loss team, media vortex, this two loss team is better media vortex, than some Drew. undefeated teams like UCF and some one-loss teams Drew's around just the country. The vortex like always. I like LSU here. Number seven LSU. Give me the points at least. Two and a half points. I like that. This will be a good game to watch. Um, on Saturday night. You got a super busy week, my man. You are in the state of Colorado right now. You're calling a game on Thursday. On Turkey Day, you'll be busy, and then you're turning around, and you're calling a game on Saturday as well. Double dip, baby. Double, Double dip. No, no rest over here. No rest. A little Colorado State Air Force, a little Nevada at UNLV on Saturday night. So luckily it's the late game, so I get to watch all these great football games throughout the day. I got to somehow find a way that uh, Sharon's with me on this trip. There you go. But shout all these great Sharon. games. Yeah. Shout out Sharon. 
I got to figure out a way to uh, broach the subject with her. Like, baby, there's some good football games on. And I know you've never been to Vegas, but I got to watch watch some football. Now, you're obviously working, right? And, like, as an employee of CBS, can you just go sit in the sports book and watch all the games if you wanted to? I know, like, when you're in the NFL, you can't walk into a sports book during the NFL season. Are you allowed to do that? I'm just not – I'm not allowed to bet. Yeah, but you can be in there and hang out and, like, have – Yeah, I could be in there hanging out. Yeah, I see nothing wrong with that. Cool. All right, well, enjoy that. We'll all be hanging out. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, partner. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to Sharon and to the Murray family. And we want to wish everybody listening a great holiday weekend and check back with us on Monday. We will tell you where we'll be live in Atlanta for SEC Championship Week. We're going to break down all of the conference championship games just for you. Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your family. And holler us holler at us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron's at AaronMurray11 and I am at Drew Butler 13. Happy Thanksgiving. See you.